0: Greetings, everybody. I want to take a moment and say thank you for tuning in to the Empowered Life Podcast with your host and your identity engineer, Dr. BT3. Thank you so much for being a part uh, of this uh, emerging podcast. We, we're we really getting some traction, and I'm grateful that you have decided to be with us. Uh, I want to first of all say, if you have not done so, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you share this. Uh, and subscribe. I I would love, I would love, I would love to continue to build my audience. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. And if you think we're saying anything of worth and of value, you should definitely do that. Listen, I want to talk to you for a few moments about the times in the life of Kobe Bryant. Uh, I'm going to really kind of take my time and I just really feel to share some thoughts and really try to help us kind of make sense of this, um, this tragedy, this tragedy that happened on Sunday, January 26, 2020. Uh, and I want to begin by, of course, offering, uh, my condolences, um, to, to the Bryant family, to the, uh, Belly family, the Mauser family, the Chester family. Uh, and the the, zoo, the Zubanian, hope I, hopefully I pronounced that right. Family, um, as you know by now, there were nine people who tragically lost their lives that Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday morning, depending upon your time zone. Uh, and I want to just name the the names of the victims, just out of honor and deference for uh, the deceased. Uh, of course, we know uh, Kobe. Bryant uh, and his daughter Gigi, uh, who was 13 years old, second oldest daughter. Um, but also on that helicopter was John Altobelli, who was the baseball coach for uh, Orange County, the Orange Coast College. They played. He was the ba- uh, the baseball coach, and he, he had his wife on there, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, who was their daughter. Uh, Christina Mauser, who was a coach, a basketball coach with the, uh, Kobe Bryant. A mother and daughter combination, Sarah Chester and, and, their, and her daughter, Peyton. Uh, and of course, again, the, the pilot, Ara uh, Zobanyan. And hopefully, again, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, what a tragedy! What a, what a tragedy that, that happened this past Sunday. Uh, something that I think stunned the world quite frankly and some of you know some of you don't know uh but I am a chaplain for our local police department IMPD and I've been doing that going on three years now and so I have the distinct privilege and honor and responsibility of being there for families. Uh, in their most trying times. Uh, part of my responsibility also is to notify next of kin at the demise of their, of their loved one. Uh, and so I want to say that grief is real. I want to say that grief is real. And grief is something that is really different from person to person. Sometimes people just kind of shut down emotionally, mentally, and otherwise. Sometimes people speed up (laughs) mentally, emotionally, and otherwise, and they just, um, bury their head in the sand. And sometimes the uh, denial is a part of that grief, sadness, you know, just grief comes and goes and it, it plays very differently in every person. Um, and, but I, but I think I'm safe in saying that, for, for most of America and, and most of the world, when we heard of this tragedy that happened on Sunday, it was just shocking. It was just shocking. Uh, but I want to talk about some lessons and some things to consider that I think are pertinent um, for us to think about in times like these. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm going to give you some statistics on uh, Kobe Bryant I'm going to talk about his life and some of his achievements, and then I'm going to kind of uh, get into what I want to share with you and really want you to think about. Uh, Like I said, he's 41 years old, born in Philadelphia, Uh, grew up in Italy. I don't know what city, but he grew up in Italy. Uh, His father was a professional basketball player. His name was Joe Bryant, and Kobe was uh, drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, a lot of people don't know that, in 1996, and uh, he was reported to be uh, a a devout Catholic, didn't know that as well, but uh, he got married, I believe, in 2001, um, filed for divorce from his wife, actually. They filed for divorce in 2011, but they reconciled in 2013. Uh, they also established the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. Uh, he also, upon retiring, won an Academy Award for uh, a piece that he did called Dear Basketball. Uh, he was just eclipsed Saturday night by LeBron James, um, and he was knocked down to the fourth um, highest scorer in NBA history. Uh, He spent his entire career as an LA Laker for 20 years from 96 to 2016. Uh, I think he won five championships, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and several MVPs, and um, he was really revered by a lot, a lot of people. Uh, Now, full disclosure, uh, I'm just gonna say this as a full disclosure, and and I hope you don't take this as me being disrespectful. I am a basketball guy. Um, I, I, I remember I fell in love with the game of basketball when I was in first grade um, at my elementary school because the first graders got the opportunity to go outside and, and, and uh, have recess. And that's when I first really remember picking up a basketball um, and just falling in love with the game. And uh, I can't remember the exact year that I was um, in, uh, in first grade, Uh, but it was the, the mid to early, I'm sorry, the mid to late eighties. Um, and this was around the time that Michael Jeffrey Jordan, uh, was ascending into the ranks of basketball superstardom. And I, I am a Michael Jordan fan and have been all of my life. Uh, in fact, I've got, I've got his 45 Jersey hanging up in my wall, (laughs) in my home office I've got several pairs of Jordan shoes even now so I am a Jordan fan let me just first of all uh, say that I, re- I grew up watching Michael Jordan play the 72 and 10 Bulls um, the championships you know all of that all of that all of that I am a Michael Jordan fan let me just first of all say that he is undisputably the GOAT the greatest of all times now, having said all of that, just full disclosure, I have had many debates uh, with people that are my age, uh, people who are younger than me, and people who are older who would debate me um, about Kobe Bryant. And, uh, and and please don't take this in a disrespectful way. I, I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, but was not really a, a, a Kobe fan from from a basketball perspective. Um, not really a big Kobe fan, and. Um, um it, it just, you know, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. That's how I grew up, right? Uh, and so I would always engage in debates, you know, with other people about who's better, you know, this, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so I did not follow Kobe Bryant uh, in his playing years as closely as I did Michael Jordan. Uh, so let me just say that. Uh, but I'm still a big basketball fan. But since his passing, I've been doing a little bit more research, you know, listening to uh, the commentary, listening to some to the things that people are saying and and really kind of taking it all in. Um, and, And again, when I got the news of his passing, I had just finished preaching literally and got into my office and began to see the news that Kobe Bryant had died. And of course, at that time, immediately, I didn't know all of the details but I, I, I think I was just numb. It was just numb because the, the fact of the matter is, even though I wasn't a big Kobe basketball fan, he was certainly a part of our lives for the last 20 years. He was certainly a big part of NBA dialogue. And so um, with that in mind, You know, that was, it was a shock. And then the fact that he and I are very similar, very close in age, um, that hit home. And then eventually we will find out that his his daughter, Gigi died, who was 13 years old. And I have a 12 year old. Uh, And and so there was just a lot of similarities that I think hit all of us as, as human beings, as fathers, as mothers. You know, as sisters and you know, as brothers, and um, I, I want to just kind of talk to us about some lessons and some things I think uh, are important to consider in times like these. And one of the things that I, I'm pleased to to say that I learned after uh, Kobe's demise is that you know he seemed, and just from the interviews that I that I listened to, uh, he seemed to evolve into a better person. And 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 I, I was listening to uh, Tracy McGrady give his thoughts in an interview about Kobe Bryant. And he was talking about how they grew up together and Tracy McGrady would visit Kobe Bryant's home. And Kobe uh, allegedly had made a statement in their youth how he wanted to die young. He wanted to be greater than Michael Jordan. And then you know, kind of end his life or not necessarily end his life, but have his life ended, you know, on the top of the mountain. And, you know, Tracy McGrady went on to say, I'm sure that his thoughts changed and evolved, you know, once he started to have a family. Um, But one of the things that really, really, really began to stick out to me as I was listening to people who knew him talk about his life is that people evolve. People evolve. Even when I was uh, I was watching some of the highlights of Kobe's last game and he, he was commenting, he said, you know, I, I came in the league and everybody kept saying, pass the ball, pass the ball. And he said, you know, I, I just find it funny that everybody's now telling was telling me all you know all day long, shoot the ball, keep the ball, shoot the ball. And and it just again, it, it just goes to show you that people evolve that people change, that who he was at you know, 18 years old, 19 years old coming into the league was not the same guy as he was at 36, 37 when he left. People change, people evolve. And, and I think that's an important lesson that we can take from his life, not from a basketball perspective, but from a human perspective. From a relationship perspective, from a life perspective, people evolve. A- another lesson that I think is, is is really key that I think we should think about too is people are complex. I-, I was having a conversation with a family member about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, uh, a very famous preacher who was who was going on to be with the Lord. But this particular preacher, you know, had a past and, you know, but was, was pretty infamous. But at the same time, maybe the second half of his life, you heard nothing of it. He, he had made a change. And I was talking with this family member about, you know, how do we view greatness? How do we view people who are great and You know, as believers, do we hold each other's past against them? You know, we're not talking about people who, you know, are habitually in sin or people who are still engaging in their sin and in their issues. But we're talking about people who have made a change. And and really, isn't that the impetus of the gospel? That people can change? (laughs) That even when we are in sin even when we are wrong, even when we have done things we should not have done, that we can change. That it doesn't have to be that way. And 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 one of the comments that I I made to this family member, I said, you know, all of those things that, you know, this particular preacher may have done, I said, does that undo all of the good things that he did? And and I think that's, you know, it's just an interesting thought because Even, you know, when you think about him and I'm not going to, you know, give his name, but even when you think of other leaders in in history who have done, you know, some tremendous things for this country, Um, uh, you know, for an example, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But he was known to be a philanderer. So do we undo all of his civil rights work because he had some some personal issues? Do we have the obligation to always put an asterisk by people's names when we talk about what they do? They will be, yeah, they're great, but you remember they are this, or remember they used to do that. Do we do that? Are we supposed to do that? Is that what God would have us do? Is every time your name is mentioned, everybody thinks about how good you've been and how great you've been. And then somebody inevitably says, but, yeah, but. And it's just a reminder that people are complex. And I I was watching a video today even about Kobe Bryant and how there was a reporter who brought up the 2003 rape allegation uh, Kobe Bryant uh, had in, in Colorado. And people were smirching this reporter's motives like why are you bringing this up now like this is not the time to do that and it it just reminds again reminds me of, of of redemption it just reminds me that people can change you know and I'm certainly not endorsing or condoning anything that he did or allegedly did I think that's wrong but for his wife to stay with him for them to even years later file for divorce, call it off, you know, and then go on to have two more kids, That's re- that says something to us, that says something to us, that says something to us, that says that people can change, people can evolve, that people are complex, that people can be great in this area and not so great in this area, that people can do wonderful things over here and do not so wonderful things o- over here in this corner. And I think we forget that sometimes. I think we forget that that, that there are two sides to one coin. I, I think when we see preachers in the pulpit preaching and flowing under the anointing and prophesying and, and teaching and, you know, doing what they do, or when we see basketball players flying through the air and and, and shooting and doing, you know, all of these physical feats that most of us can't do, or, you know, when we see these uh, individuals who are, are extra smart and, you know, articulate and, and are, are, are leaders in policy making in our country, I think we forget that there is, that they put on their pants too, like everybody else. I, I think we forget sometimes that that is what they do and not the sum total of who they are. I think we forget that. One of the things, too, that I I think we can be reminded of that was repeated so often concerning Kobe Bryant was his focus, his Mamba mentality. And and again, admittedly, I wasn't a big basketball Kobe fan, but that was one of the things that he was known for is being the Mamba, the, the killer instinct the the focus that he was committed to doing something different he was committed to doing and being great and being more and I think it's a good reminder that greatness and excellence does not happen by accident it doesn't happen just because you want it to happen it doesn't happen just because you, you sit and dream about it and, and think real hard about it. You have to be intentional. You have to be focused. You have to be you, you have to be disciplined. You have to do what you want to do. Yes, but you, you have to do what you have to do, yes, but you have to do it on a consistent basis. Just focus. And I think the biggest takeaway from this tragedy of of these nine people is just the reminder of how short and fragile life is. It's a reminder of our common humanity that his death, Gigi's death, John, Carrie, Alyssa, Christina, Sarah Payton, And Aura's death transcends what they did and gets to the core that family members are without their family members now, that loved ones are without fathers, loved ones are without mothers, loved ones are without sisters, loved ones are without brothers, parents are without children. And I think that's what hurts so bad. I think that's what hurts so bad. Is that we were all reminded. That we have a Gigi. We were all reminded. That we have a Sarah. We were all reminded that we have. A John. A Kobe. Someone we love unconditionally. Someone that we've had ups and downs with some, you know, someone that we've seen naked, someone that we've seen vulnerable, someone that we've perhaps given birth to. And I think it just reminded all of us of how quick and short and precious life really, really is. And because Kobe Bryant was such a high profile individual, everyone knew him or knew who he was. And I think because we live in such a celebrity culture where, you know, we have Instagram, Facebook, um, social media, Snapchat, all these sorts of things. In some ways, that has kind of bridged the gap between the celebrity and and the quote-unquote common man. But there's still this aura, this mystique of, wow, I can never be him. Wow, I wish I could do what he did or I do what she does but then we're reminded by this tragedy that at the end of the day millions of dollars cannot save your life we're reminded that having thousands of followers on social media cannot save your life we're reminded that having influence and being recognizable cannot save your life. And so we need to walk away from this tragedy thinking man, I need to love my loved ones a little bit harder. I need to forgive more. I need to make sure I value every moment. And I'll end with this. again, I don't know a whole lot about. I didn't read any of his books. But if you're going to be great. Whatever you do. Do it with intentionality. If you're going to be great. Whatever you do. Give it your best shot. If you're going to be great. Whatever you do, if you want to have an impact, you need to know that it requires hard work. If You're going to be great. You got to put your hand to the plow, not look back and give it all you got. This has been Dr. BT3. We're just talking about the times in the life of Kobe Bryant. I know I said something to make you think. To make you think. Hug your loved ones a little bit tighter, will you? Peace and blessings. Be empowered.